Well, shit, you guys. Um, you're not going to hear any joy or fun or really any excitement in my voice today. You're going to hear anger and sadness, and that's about it. Um, but I still wanted to say something to everybody today. Um, I guess because we need each other and we need art and poetry now more than ever, and we are the people that reflect properly, and we are the special ones. <laughs> we who care to slow down and think. And I commend all of us, all of us caring, thoughtful, thinking types. Um, I, I really don't know what to say. I, I really can't find words still. Today is Thursday morning. Um, I left on a plane after voting in California and landed to this mess in Texas and am just trying to fucking get through my day days um, and do my thing. I'm very lucky to know the poet Stephanie Gehring. I reached out to her and asked her to help me figure out what I could read today because certainly the pre-recorded podcast I had that I was going to post today um, under an imagined different climate um, is just not going to work. It's, it's too fun. It's too upbeat. I don't even want to include my goofy, dark, uh, hip-hop beats for you today. I just, like, nothing feels right. Nothing feels okay. So we're doing this brass tack style. I'm just sitting here at my hotel room desk and um, eating an apple, drinking some cold coffee, and I'm going to be, and thank you anyway. So I reached out to Stephanie, who knows everything about poetry. If I said, hey, Stephanie, uh, can you give me eight poems? Do you know of eight poems that include the words electrical socket and also have the word toaster in it? She would she would be able to do that. She would know them right offhand. So um, she sent me, I know Claudia Rankin and love her from her book from 2014, Citizen and American Lyric. That's what most people know from her. She just recently won a MacArthur Fellowship. Claudia Rankin did. I want you to look her up and find out what she plans to do with that money because not many people are doing something that fantastic when they get that prize. Um, but Stephanie very generously showed me her favorite pages from her book from Grey Wolf Press in 2004, Claudia Rankin's book that is called Don't Let Me Be Lonely, an American Lyric. And I'm going to be reading from that right now. Um, all right, I'm going to start with one small page. Define loneliness? Yes, it's what we can't do for each other. What do we mean to each other? What does a life mean? Why are we here if not for each other? <clears throat> Excuse me, and then let me read a, a bit a longer of a piece from the same book. I'm sorry, I'm using my phone. I didn't even bring my mic because I didn't anticipate needing it. So deal with, deal with me. I mean, put up with me, please. Okay, here we go. Cornell West makes the point that hope is different from American optimism. After the initial presidential election results come in, I stop watching the news. I want to continue watching, charting, and discussing the counts, the recounts, the hand counts, but I cannot. I lose hope. However Bush came to have won, he would still be winning ten days later, and we would still be in the throes of our American optimism. 
All the non-reporting is a distraction from Bush himself, the same Bush who can't remember if two or three people were convicted for dragging a black man to his death in his home state of Texas. You don't remember because you don't care. Sometimes my mother's voice swells and fills my forehead. Mostly I resist the flooding. But in Bush's case, I find myself talking to the television screen. You don't know because you don't care. Then, like all things impassioned, this voice takes on a life of its own. You don't know because you don't bloody care, do you? I forget things, too. It makes me sad, or it makes me the saddest. The sadness is not really about George W. or our American optimism. The sadness lives in the recognition that a life can not matter. Or as there are billions of lives, my sadness is alive alongside the recognition that billions of lives never mattered. I write this without breaking my heart, without bursting into anything. Perhaps this is the real source of my sadness. Or perhaps Emily Dickinson, my love, hope was never a thing with feathers. I don't know. I just find when the news comes on, I switch the channel. This new tendency might be indicative of a deepening personality flaw. I-M-H. The inability to maintain hope, which translates into no innate trust in the supreme laws that govern us. Cornell West says this is what is wrong with black people today. Too nihilistic. Too scarred by hope to hope. Too experienced to experience. Too close to dead is what I think. Um, man, no matter how many times I tried to record that, I couldn't really contain it. So I am not embarrassed by my sadness and I'm not embarrassed by my anger and it will not let up for a long time, and I'm not going to let it, and I am so sorry to everyone affected by this, everybody who cares, all of us people who actually care how people feel and think and live and suffer. Um, I don't know how to end this except to say, I mean, let's look to our heroes. Um, and I don't know, I really don't know what to say except that... Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss, but I, I love you guys. I know the people who listen to this are the people who care about the right things. Um, plus, I make sure to kick out racist, homophobes, bigots of any kind, transphobic, and child molesters. I kick you guys off the show regularly, so I, I believe you're not here, and I believe I'm speaking with my people. And um, anyway... In the description of this podcast, you can find all the information about Claudia Rankin and Stephanie Gehring. You guys, uh, let's stay strong. Let's band together. And I am so sorry for everything. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that this is reality. Reality continues to ruin my life. Um, that's a quote I've always loved by Bill Watterson from Calvin and Hobbes. I'll end it there. Bye, you guys. I'll talk to you soon.